Before the interview starts, I want to let you know that I've been given a discount code. That code is Biohackers Lab. That's Biohackers Lab. And if you use that at the Heads Up Health checkout page, you'll get 20% off the price of the product. Just to let you know, that code is valid until the beginning of November 2018. Welcome to Biohackers Lab, a place where we talk to smart people who are figuring out how to improve health in interesting ways. Join us to discover how you can biohack your life, your body, starting today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Biohackers Lab. I'm your host, Gary Kerwin, and on today's episode, I have David Korsansky. David is the founder and CEO of Heads Up Health, the software that allows you to have a central space to manage and explore your medical and health tracking technology data. David has over 15 years' experience working for industry-leading tech firms like VMware. As an avid health enthusiast, he recognized an opportunity to build a software solution that makes it easier for anyone to take control over their health through better use of their data. David, thanks so much for coming on to the episode today. Yes, thank you. It's an honor. Excited for our conversation. Yeah, so we're going to geek out a lot about N equals 1 stuff and tracking and data and how you can get even more cool things out of your wearables. So my first... So my first question for you then is, what was the initial problem you were trying to solve and why you ended up creating Heads Up Health? Well, I became very interested in quantified self-technology back in 2011. I think the first thing that really piqued my curiosity was uh, an article in uh, one of the San Francisco newspapers, and it was Dave Asprey wearing a Zio, and he was he was quantifying his sleep stages and, and trying to optimize and that just really captured my attention and I started going to every every meetup group I could find on quantified self in the San Francisco Bay Area, Silicon Valley Bay Area. And there was a lot of them. And the the deeper I got into this world, I noticed two things, Gary. One was that none of the devices in the technology were connected with one another. So there was all these discrete pieces of information being collected on these devices. The only people that were ever able to stitch it together were the engineers. And so you'd go to a quantified self meetup. And yeah, if you knew like R, statistical language, and you, you could hack and code all this stuff together, you could try to get some meaningful insights out of it all. But that was such a, there was maybe one or two people in a room of a hundred that had that level of technical capability. The rest of us were just all your average Joes. So it really made me see the need to put everything in one place. And it, it just so happens right around about a year after that, I, I had to deal with my first major health challenge. And I was having some really, uh, really extreme effects from uh, stress. And it was caused by a number of different things. But Immediately, what I did was I went back to all of my old doctors and requested all of my medical records. And I had like 50 50 pages of paper. That's basically what you get, right? They just give you this turd. And like, here you go. And, And in these tests were inflammation markers and metabolic markers and white blood cell count markers. So what I did was on a rainy Sunday, I just took them all and built a spreadsheet as many a biohacker has done. And what I could then do was look at these blood tests and actually see the trends going back years and in many cases, decades. And I was able to see patterns in this data that no doctor was able to see because they they only have one or two of your tests. 
And that was very powerful. I could see markers that had been trending downward for 10 years. And the doctors can't see that data because they don't have the full history. And then I started working with a functional medicine doctor, and he was helping me identify things, give me a protocol, and then we'd rerun the tests. So I would have to punch in the numbers after the blood tests to see if the numbers went up or down. I'm not a medical guy. So it's not like I knew what all these tests mean, but I knew that I knew that I needed the, a certain number to go up or down. Anybody knows that, right? Every diabetic knows what two or three blood tests they, they need to influence. You don't need a medical degree for that. So that's when I realized how powerful the numbers were, but I realized that there was no system in the world that was helping people manage their health data this way. You can go do it for your stocks and pull in 50 different sources of data, run a three-year chart, and correlate it with like the gravitational pull of the moon but there's there, there's no way to like do that for your health data and i had such a great outcome from the spreadsheet that i decided to make this available for everybody because at the end of the day as i just mentioned to you everybody is your own uh, our own puzzle and for me disease and health boil down to the numbers and how do we make the numbers move in the right direction so that's how I got to this point, Gary. Okay, yeah. I mean, I can fully understand having to start from a spreadsheet area and just the the mess that makes and hopefully at least you could understand how to use spreadsheets and get graphs and do that kind of stuff. And the average kind of person, even myself, that would I'd find that very difficult. You know, if I'm not sort of uh, big into office-based software and knowing how to do all that, those things. So, what are, I mean, you, you did a lot of medical metrics there, like blood tests, it sounds like. So, your software, you're able to easily integrate um, things like blood test markers or medical records into it? Yeah, the, the, the big outcome for me was when I was able to see the blood test results from my doctor right next to the lifestyle changes I was making. And, and the lifestyle changes are being quantified by things like the Aura Ring, my fitness pal that's tracking my food, Elite HRV, which is tracking my stress. I had a supplement protocol. So there's like just one class of data, which was my data I was collecting at home. And then there was the blood test data, which was coming from the doctor. I wanted to put both of those in there. Now, in the United States, it is possible for our software to sync your blood tests electronically. So all you would do is, just like you'd sign into your online banking portal, the doctors here have portals. And if you authenticate those credentials, we will then sync your blood tests in the United States. So that, that's a relatively new technological development that's only existed for about 18 months. So that means that the average person doesn't have to go to the doctor and request the records and key it all in like I did. They just basically authenticate their doctor's office with our software Exactly the same way they authenticate their Fitbit. Username, password, do we have your permission to sync this data? Uh, for, our, for users outside the United States, they still have to enter the data manually into our system. And we've spoken with other countries like Australia, where there's a national system that you can tap into. But right now, we only offer the medical records sync in the United States. Internationally, our users still have to enter that data manually. But we've made it as easy as possible to just click a button, add cholesterol, put in value, add hemoglobin A1C, put in value. And I can show that to you uh, when we get to the screen share part. 
So people can actually start doing this themselves because I, as I'm sure you know, a lot of the stuff we're doing now as, as educated citizens is not part of what's taught in medical school for the doctors. So as soon as you deviate from the way they're trained, you're kind of on your own, on your mm. own. So there's a lot of reasons why people may also want to track their blood tests. Yeah. And I mean, that's such an awesome ability to be able to track your blood tests through um, that API, it sounds like, where yep. you can pull in that information because it can be so scattered. Um, I just know if you go for second opinions, you know, that a, a doctor has a preference for a specific lab or something. So they're getting different blood results and yep. then you've got different papers. <coughs> and now you're able to just pull all the information in together and just have it all tracked and go, okay, yeah. So even if I've gone to multiple doctors and seen multiple labs, I can actually centralize all that information that's exactly right here in the united states the problem is that every doctor's offices uses different formats of data different test names different reference ranges so we're getting thirty thousand formats thrown at us for these numbers so behind the scenes what our users don't see are these data normalization techniques that we use so that to uh, LDL cholesterol tests that come from different doctors that come to us in completely different formats. We have to clean all that up so you actually see a trend line. That's part of the work we do behind the scenes to make it all look nice and pretty, but it's still a complete mess behind the scenes. Hmm. Well, I think this will be a great point actually to see a screen share, if you wouldn't mind, of what the dashboard looks like. So, um, for anyone who's listening in, or uh, this will be shared on the YouTube video so you can actually see what the the um, dashboard looks like but we'll walk you through also through uh, audio yeah so i'm going to load up one of our demo accounts here and um, just take you through some of the numbers has it loaded for you gary <coughs> yeah i can see it so i can see a whole bunch of cool blocks um let's say like hrv carbohydrates time of sleep blood glucose ketones yeah a whole yep. bunch of things yeah, so everybody is coming at their health from a different angle. So so you can basically set up your own personal dashboard. So you can see right here is my um, heart rate variability score, which syncs from Elite HRV. Mm -hmm. So I have that one here, and I've got all of my measurements in here as well. So I can just go through that, and I've got that one on the top right. We do pull in data from MyFitnessPal. So if you are tracking things like your macros, which a lot of people are doing, whether they're trying to lose weight or build muscle, that's an important part of this, especially if you're doing keto, where the macros become very important. So this is one tile from MyFitnessPal that's pulling in my carbohydrate intake, but we sync all the macros, uh, total calories. And you can see here, we also support My Macros Plus, um, Fitbit. There's a number of sources that we can tap into to get your nutrition data and uh, soon chronometer as well. Um, yeah, I was going to ask about that because that's I think that's quite a popular one too, isn't it? Yeah, we, uh, we're working with them on the integration now. So okay. that one's coming soon. We're super excited about our, our partnership with them. And then my personal favorite device, the Aura Ring. Yeah. And um, there's a number of metrics I look at. This one just happens to be time asleep. And you can see bedtime, wake time. Um, actually last night it didn't apparently report any deep sleep, um, the night before, you know, I don't, I don't get too caught up in these numbers. Mostly what I'm looking at is the time of sleep and actually the uh, morning readiness score, which is here, but I do have the sleep data. Uh, we also sync with the, um, 
Keto Mojo. Are you familiar with that device, Gary? Yeah, I've got one myself and it's, it's really cool. So simple for checking your ketones. Yeah, so you'll notice here the Keto Mojo syncs with the dashboard automatically. This is in beta, so it's not available to the public yet. We are working with Keto Mojo. They will soon release a uh, small Bluetooth connector that will plug in where the test strip goes. That's, mm -hmm. what it, that's what's working here. As soon as you plug that in, it turns the meter into a Bluetooth-enabled device. And then we can collect the readings. Oh, that's cool. Because, yeah, when you do the readings on a Keto Mojo, it stores it in the device. So then... That's right. So this Bluetooth thing will click in and then be able to take the info that's already stored on the device and then upload it to this dashboard here. Correct. Yeah. Ah. It pulls everything in the device's memory. And we also will automatically calculate the glucose ketone index off the Keto Mojo data, which a lot of our cancer and really extreme metabolic insulin-resistant clients will use. They prefer this number over these two. That's a lot of the work by Dr. Seafried and others to look at the ratio. So you can see this morning, this was not a great, uh, was this, this was last night before bed. So my ketones tanked, but um, that comes from the mojo. The morning readiness, you know, if I just need to quickly run out the door, this is the one number I look at from Aura. Their algorithm does a really good job of looking at all of the metrics to tell me how good to go I am. And uh, here's the heart rate variability from Aura to the sleep cycle. This is actually the most interesting number for me right now. And they're measuring the HRV through the entire sleep cycle. And this is the average of those numbers. Do you have an Aura, Gary? I do, yeah. Got mine on. Yeah, so if you look in their app, you'll notice on the HRV, on the readiness score, they tell you the HRV average and the HRV max during yes. the sleep cycle. Yeah. So I'm very interested in this number. This is highly sensitive to alcohol, poor sleep, stress, going to bed too late. You'll see these numbers just tank. And that's so, so the number we're seeing there with your HRV from Aura is your is the one that the Aura app produces too, the when it says the average. Precisely. Yeah. Okay. And same with this one down here, the resting heart rate. This is during the sleep cycle, what was the average heart rate throughout mm -hmm. the night. Mm -hmm. So that that's a hypothetical dashboard. You you can add any metrics on here you want. You can or organize them however you want. But um these are the numbers that matter for me and my personal journey at this moment in time. And it's always changing. So just just want to ask you then, David, so when someone signs up for your service, do they get access to all the metrics available to measure or only some of them? We, we will expose everything that the device will give us. Like okay. with Elite, it's just the HRV and the HR number. With Aura, like if you go to their API documentation, which I can do here, cloud.oraring.com, um, how so, nerdy do you want to get here, Gary? Do you want to look at this? <laughs> uh, well, I guess, I mean, what what I'd like to know probably as a user is, so comparing what the wearable device like Aura gives me through the app and I try to oh, yeah. figure out the, you know, the, the information Aura is giving me through the app versus integrating it into Heads Up Health, yeah. is there much of a difference or is it, you know, is it easy enough to read that comparison? Yeah. Yeah, most of the numbers from Aura will sync, like the morning readiness, the heart rate variability, the resting heart rate, the steps, the calorie burn, the sleep. Everything gets pulled in here. So if you want to look at your Aura data next to anything anything else, then you can do so here. Yeah, this is what I'm already seeing, what I like where I could, where, you know, you're using your sleep data that you like to see, but 
all on one screen, you can also see all the other metrics too to kind of go, oh, I had a really bad night's sleep, but I can see my elite HRV is also telling me this or my, yep. key, you know, some some other thing. Because that's always what it's about with N equals one. You're kind of thinking, oh, I have a theory. I think this might be linked to this. And yep. you start looking into it and going, I don't know, you know, is there a cause or not? Yeah, so yep. this this is uh, yeah, so already this is meant interesting. to set it up exactly the way you want. So, and can you move again, those tiles around so that you can? Yeah. So, like if I if I'm a diabetic and I want this up here, maybe I want my keto mojo readings right on the top of the dashboard. Yeah. So, like when you first open up the computer and the first thing that hits you is uh, those numbers you want to see. That's cool. Yeah. You can this move this that is around. customized, and and like a lot of the times, I'll put all of the uh, aura data on the same line. Uh, so it's easier to understand like that. Yeah. yeah so, so you could have like each data. wearable yeah. on each row. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then uh, here's a couple random ones here. You know, for weight and body fat, I just have this like $60 Tanita scale. And I've had it for five years. And, you know, the strange thing is every time I go to get my DEXA scan, the Tanita is like within 1% or 2% of the DEXA. And... It's just been reliable. So I actually enter my weight manually every morning and my body fat manually because if you have the same device for years, it's easier to understand if the trends are, are, are accurate or not. If you change scales three times and you try to do that, it's, it's hard to know if the measurements are the same. So you can see from manual sources, I just wake up, hit the plus button. You can also do this in our mobile app. And um, I enter these two numbers manually. So everything else updates electronically. And if you don't have a Keto Mojo, you can just enter those numbers manually too. Mm -hmm. You just toggle to manual. So we set it up so that you don't have to buy the, the connected devices. You can enter anything um, manually as well. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, I think that was a great tip you already gave there when it comes to things like body weight measurement um, or, or uh, fat percentage measurement. Just try to keep the device the same so that you don't create that as a big variable in your in your data. Yeah, like I have a Withings scale, you can see here, but like when I when I go to my Withings scale, it's like reporting my body fat at 19.6. That's a huge difference from the Tanita one, right? That's a, a huge variance. And those scales are right next to each other in my bedroom. And so I'm like, okay, well, which one is accurate? How mm. the heck should I know? Well, I go to get the DEXA scan, and the DEXA scan will say 23. So I'm just going to roll with the Tanita. So that's why... I, I continue to enter these data points manually. Okay, so for anyone listening, um, David just showed us how yeah the the Withings scale was nineteen percent, but his his Tanita, which he manually enters, was twenty three, and that matches your Dexa. So that's right. Is, is that so? Is that something that you found generally then maybe from other users that that Tanita scale is is more accurate than a Withings scale? I don't have any other data points, Gary. Uh, okay. To be honest with you, that's just been my personal observation. And as you know, Dexa is the gold standard. Mm. And when I do go for a DEXA scan, I'll step on the Tanita and the Withings like right before I leave the house. So I have those measurements. And then 30 minutes later, I'm in the DEXA machine. So I, I do that to, to, to actually, it's like a form of calibration for these scales to make sure that, that they're still getting me in the, in the ballpark. Okay, that's cool. Well, I, yeah, I haven't heard of the Tanita scan so um, or scale. Yeah, it's, it's cheap. Right? It's just a it's a just a, one of those impedance scales, but it's been reliable. It looks, it looks like it does the job. Yeah, I'll show you some more uh, numbers in a second here. I've had this since like 2014, 
So okay, I can cool. actually go back and look at those readings. And it, it's interesting to see how the data tells a, tells a story. Yeah, so I think so, that would be a good cue. How, how has the data told you a story? Well, let's look at this example. I discovered the um, ketogenic diet in 2016. Prior to that, I'd, I'd, I'd mostly come off a standard American diet. The first thing I discovered was bulletproof diet. I think I, I tried that. And I, I, got, I got some good results. That was the first time I think I started eating in a way that was at least um, starting to lower my, my postprandial blood sugar. I really had no concept of that prior to learning about paleo and, and bulletproof. But um, here what you can see, Gary, is I've graphed all of my weight readings when I started keto in January of two, 2016 in the blue. And this is over the course of 12 months. And you can see right around February where I actually started verifying that I was in ketosis. At that time, I was using the Precision Extra. And uh, in other countries, it's called like the Neo or the Freestyles. I don't know. So you can see, okay, January, uh, I'm coming in at about 200 pounds. And then I go on keto and you start seeing the ketone readings. And I came down, I think, as low as like, well, what does the number say here? Minimum, 182. So about 17 pounds just from staying in nutritional ketosis. For, and that's, uh, yeah, from the February to the September, it looks like, in that yeah, year. Yeah, when did I? I'm going to turn off. So you can see I hit the 182, looks like, right around September. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay. So call it nine months. And like anything, there's a learning curve. So, and then I can go say, okay, well, well, what happened in 2017? And it's like, well, I, I kind of, I kind of slacked off a little bit and sure enough, right. It goes right back up. You know what but, I mean? This is already so fascinating to just look at a graph of your weight over two years, just right there in front of you. Talk about the, as you mentioned earlier, the trend lines. Now, now, now I've been right back into it. So let's go to what, where are we now? We're July. 2018. Let's go to yeah. July 22nd, 2018. And you can see that I've started to come back down uh, here, getting back to, yeah, so it's starting to tick down again. And, and one thing I've noticed is that when it really ticked back up, I wasn't actually in ketosis. You can see there's this long gap here with no ketone readings. I just wasn't as, as uh, disciplined as I was, and that's normal for people. Life gets in the way, you get busy, and you can see I stopped testing and stopped making sure I was watching my blood sugar and my ketones. Okay, I come back up. Here's that long gap here. And I'm like, I got to get back in it. Just the act of tracking to make sure that I'm do doing it brings my numbers down. This is the way it works for, my, for me. David, it's going to be completely different for Gary. So... You know, the silly thing is that we can run a three-year report on, on, our, on our bank account data in a matter of seconds in the bank's portal, but nobody can run that on their weight. So I'm like, why doesn't this exist? That would be fascinating for people just to see like how much their weight fluctuates and you could see that band like highest to lowest and when and time of year. You might even yeah. find with some people it could be seasonal. They could see like, oh, here's the Christmas splurge, you know, or the yeah. Thanksgiving splurge that goes on. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's uh, not a complicated, not a difficult concept, but I just, I just wanted to make something simple for people to be able to do this themselves. And so how long, um, I mean, your, how long has your software been around? When did you launch? Uh, well, we started building it around January of 2015. You know, I had, I was working full time, so it took, it, it's not like it happened overnight, hmm. but, uh, I could probably go back to like 2015. I don't even know okay. if that date is in here. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, so what, are there going to be any limitations to someone who stores data on the system? Is it, it's going to, will you keep it for, you know, 10 years if the system's been going for 20 years? Oh. You keep yeah, like let's say you connect your Withings scale, right? Or and you've got data going back ten years. We'll sync all of that data, no problem. Oh wow! So it won't be reliant on when your service started. It will actually be the data source that you're pulling from. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. So you can see uh, my first weight reading was uh, March tenth, two thousand fifteen. The manual one into this system. And I think I've actually had the Withings scale longer than that. So if I if I graph that one, it, it might show some older data in here. Okay. So yeah, uh, and then the last thing is is the blood tests, and uh, these go up and down all the time. I, I just got new cholesterol tests actually done this week, and my triglycerides are back down into the seventies. These are American units, so for anyone outside the U.S., I apologize. You you can convert them in here. But, so do you, you know, have a calculator also built into the software? Not yet. But what you can do is just come in here and um, change the units in the reference ranges. Okay. Manually. So, yeah, you, you, we can change it from the, the U.S. Yeah. units to, say, British units. Yeah. We're working on something where this is just going to basically be a dropdown and you can just toggle the units. So um, – that we're not we're not there yet but mm -hmm. yeah my inflammation my, my inflammation you know back in uh january these were probably some of my worst blood test results ever you can see like uh i had triglycerides of 48 a couple years ago and they jumped to 121 this is a duplicate entry um and now they're back down to the 70s so just keeping an eye on this information as well hscrp white blood cell count the metrics that tell the story over decades that, that are going to determine if you get a disease or not. This is where you need to be looking. Your doctor does not look at these trends. They look at maybe one or two measurements. You need to have this data, and you need to have it over the course of your lifetime and look at these trends yourself. The odds are we're all going to get cancer or diabetes or something, and the answers are in these patterns. They are here. You will see when you put your 10-year history together numbers that tell a story so that's why i believe this is so important that's why i wake up every single morning to put my heart and soul into this mm -hmm. so with so you're showing us a screen here with uh your your lipid panels and your cholesterol ratios and your cbc counts and all that yep. um, and these are just the numbers and some nice colors of green and red are you mm -hmm. able to put that into a graph too is it is there an option for that yeah any any one of these metrics can be graphed if you want to, you can okay. just click on the test name. We'll give you a little report. A lot of people take this data into their doctor because a lot of our users have taken the time to put together their entire history and they will take this into their doctor and be like, listen, here's what was happening five years before I was even your patient, for example. And, and the doctor doesn't have that information. 
or people will take this in and say, listen, I'm going to do this, this, this intervention myself. I've been tracking it. Here's what I'm seeing. So we have a lot of people that actually use this and then bring the results to their doctor. Because that would be one of my questions too. I mean, the value in this and collecting all this health information from blood tests to weight measurements, um, I guess you can do circumference measurements, can you? Like hip and waist circumference measurements? Have you got yeah, that's that? all here on the dashboard. Cool. So you can do yeah. the circumference measurements and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you, then, you know, of course, all the wearables that come with it and you can do your calorie tracking and, and things like that. But um, we'll can a user of the software then give someone like a health coach or a medical doctor access to this so that they could yep. sort of help in the diagnostic and the, you know, the treatment protocol? Yeah, we have this feature called care team access. So I just go to care team access as long as the individual has an account. Um, you mean I like the doctor that. or the health coach has an account? Correct. They'll need okay. a heads up health account to log in. And I can give them access. You can see here I've given access to my sister. She is a naturopathic doctor. And uh, Dr. Grace Liu, she's working with me on some uh, gut-related stuff. And so as soon as I am finished with said individual, I can just disconnect them from my profile. And they don't have access to it anymore. You'll okay. also notice that I, um, I have connections to other people. I connect to my father. He's in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, so if you have a loved one, who you want to keep an eye on, on their health, their vital stats, you can do it here. Okay. So I'm just thinking, so I can imagine, yeah, um, a, some, you know, a child is trying to keep an eye on their parents, but they live across states or, you know, the other Very side of the world or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're telling them, oh, you've got to get, you know, like an aura ring or some wearable. And then you hook them up with this and you can sort of keep an eye on them remotely. Yeah, my one of my best friends here in San Francisco, his his mother lives in Maine, where he was raised. She just got diagnosed type two, and that's exactly how they're using the software. He's count coaching her basically on how to test her blood sugar readings. They haven't really taken the plunge to low carb or keto for that. They're doing the conventional medicine route, but nonetheless, it's it's a it's a way to to facilitate that kind of connection. Now you could probably annoy annoy the heck out of somebody too by uh, micromanaging them, but <laughs> nonetheless, you you do have this capability to keep tabs. Okay, yeah. that's kind of funny because you literally it's got it's a tab on your desktop, so you are keeping tabs on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're you're blowing up mom and dad every time their blood sugar gets above a hundred. Eventually, they're going to stop taking your calls, but uh, <laughs> so you do you do have to be mindful. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking here, practically wise, uh, you know, I use the aura ring example because I've got mine here. But so when I when I plug it in and I update it with the app on my phone, there's nothing else I have to do because that information, once it gets uploaded to Aura's cloud, it gets pushed to your system too. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, the thing is that you'll notice sometimes even the Aura app doesn't sync with the Aura cloud. So a lot of the times you have to go into the Aura app and do a backup all data. Uh -huh. so that it, it actually gets all the readings into the Aura cloud. So sometimes that's not our limitation. That's a limitation with their sync, sync process. So mm -hmm. sometimes you have to go into the Aura app and just give it a kick so that it syncs to Aura cloud. As soon as it shows up in Aura cloud, you can refresh the page here and get your data. So... Another common wearable is the Apple Watch or some of the, you know, I don't I think Android's got something with Samsung too. Does any of, can any of that data be pulled into here? Yeah, we do have an integration with Apple Health and we pull in some of the base measurements. It's, um, 
we're now working on an updated integration for Apple Health so we can sync everything. Like a lot of people are asking us to sync the meditation time and we don't support all those metrics yet. And some of the apps like Chronometer that write to Apple Health, for some reason, our current implementation doesn't pick those up. So you'll see like a lot of these measurements here. Where's one from Apple? Some of these sync from Apple. So, yeah, you can connect Apple. I'll show you how it works. And we're, we're working to improve that integration. It's, it's a little bit clunky right now. Um, yeah, so you're just that. showing us a screen of all these different common Yeah, everything brands. we integrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a number of them here. And then you'll see in uh, this section is um, kind of the next batch that we're working on. So you're showing us on a desktop at the moment. You say using this on your phone or your tablet is easy enough too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the tablet, uh, on the phone or tablet right now, you just can take your dashboard uh, on the phone. All the medical records and, and the graphing three years of data, comparing metrics, you still have to do that stuff on web, but you get a mobile dashboard when you're on the go. So you can sign in on mobile, connect all your devices and apps and get all the graphs and set up your mobile dashboard as well. The next thing we'll be releasing on mobile is the medical records. Um, but for now, it's just check your stats on the go, enter some readings when you're away from home, that type of thing, kind of like a companion to the, the, the fully functional web app. Is there anywhere on your system that you can add notes if someone wanted to write a little note about something that happened on a day? So with any, with any reading, you can add notes. So like I could add notes for this blood glucose reading and they'd actually be attached to that reading. Oh, and, very cool. Uh, so like, let's say I did a, I'll just, when you look at it on the graph you'll, and you mouse over the data point, you can see I have the YMCA Spartanburg there. Mm -hmm. That's a data point I made because I stepped on a different scale. So any notes you type in get it permanently attached to the data point itself. And in some cases, those are actually more valuable than the reading itself is like what was going on. I was super stressed out, right? That's why my my uh, blood sugar reading was high, for example. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also just make general entry notes like when you got a migraine or something like that and, and keep those as well. So you have a journal. You can go back to the doctor and say, here's the six migraines I got. Here were the symptoms uh, or seizures. Uh, we have a lot of people with epilepsy who, who have to carefully try to figure out why, what's their correlation with seizure events, for example. So there's a journal function in here. Well, that's always the, the, the key thing when it comes to health is is trying to blend the subjective data with the objective data. You know, yeah. so the reported data from a patient versus yep. what you can try objectively test and try see where you can blend and, and pick up patterns yeah. and understand what's happening with someone. So that's, yeah, that's nice you've got both here. I, yeah, I just interviewed this wonderful woman, Jillian Zolos, who, who, who had debilitating epilepsy for many, many years and ultimately was able to, to track it back to hormonal patterns. And so for her, it was she could figure out based on her hormonal patterns when the seizures were coming. And this was something she did from an N equals one biohack. This was not something the doctor tried. They just give you the drugs. And the next person, it could be something related to sugar that causes the seizure. Like uh, I just inter interviewed uh, Beth Zupek from um, the Charlie Foundation. And they work with epileptics. And there's a lot of people where like if their blood sugar spikes from like 90 to like 120, that triggers the seizure. 
So that's why we, you have your show, Gary, is like, how do people figure this out for themselves? Because the doctors don't think that way. They're not going to ask you to check your blood sugar and correlate it with your seizure events. They're going to give you an anticonvulsant. Only the person is able to start figuring this stuff out themselves. Mm-hmm. Whether you use our system or not, right? That's why you do what you do, and that's why I do what I do. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, I think we're all thinkers about something. We'll be sitting there going, I'm, I think this is related to this. You know, I have a s- sneaky suspicion. Absolutely. And this is exactly where you can spend the time yourself to look at the information and go, oh, actually, if I look at that and I look at that, because you, with your system too, I can overlay information. Mm-hmm. As, as you showed us earlier, so mm-hmm. I could overlay my glucose with my weight or my glucose with my HRV or mm-hmm. I could just come up with different points to kind of go, I wonder if the, these two are related, like this one goes up and this one goes down at the same time or whatever. Yeah, we have a lot of people who look for those types of correlations. Yeah. And our vision, Gary, is is that we are able to build the um, machine learning capability to find that automatically for people where the data's in there. You don't have to start graphing things and looking at things. It will automatically be able to detect, hey, 48 hours after you eat gluten, you get a migraine. Uh, Non-obvious correlations. That's where we're trying to get to with all of this. That's the longer-term vision. And what about getting into sort of genetic stuff like the 23andMe data? Uh, Do you have any plans there? That, that is such a huge piece to this because that's that's the that's the the final piece to this magical puzzle. Is when, so we are integrating next with um, nutritiongenome.com. The problem with Twenty Three and Me is they stopped exposing a lot of the raw data that 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 a lot of the good doctors need to figure out certain things related to nutrigenomics and pharmaceutical reactions. April of two thousand seventeen. If you got your 23andMe data after that, they are no longer sharing vital SNPs that need to be analyzed from some of these third-party apps that, that analyze the data like Genetic Genie and others. So you can't get a lot of the, the raw data out of 23andMe anymore. That's why a lot of the, the functional docs are using um, Nutrition Genome and others because they do give you the raw data. So we're working on an integration with um, Nutrition Genome to pull in that information. And then what you can do is look at your genetic SNPs and say, okay, I know I have the MTHFR um, homo- gene, right? And then you can take steps and, and you know if you're doing it right or not because the results show up in the blood tests. You can't actually – you run your genetic profile once and then you make lifestyle changes to, to influence the numbers. The numbers show up here in the mm-hmm. blood work. Like for me, I do have the MTHFR mutation. And my homocysteine is always way too high. And that's correlated. So when I take the right combination of supplements, that's an epigenetic change. I can see the results here. So I learned about the mutation in in the genetic data. And then you actually see if you're having the right impact or not in the lab test results. Yeah, that's that's kind of the magic of pulling it all together. You know, a lot of people go on different diets that they shouldn't be on based on their genetics. And once you look at this data, you'll realize why. So you have all these experts out there telling you how to eat, and they have no idea of your underlying genetics. That, that information could be completely wrong for you. So that's why we avoid making any generalizations about how to do anything health-related. And we really just 
go back to the lowest common denominator, which is the hard data. Yeah, I mean, this what you're just sharing here is sort of, as you said, getting into the functional medicine world where you're trying to combine genetic possibilities with actually what's happening with you at the moment versus also what you're reporting subjectively and just pulling this whole holistic pie of information in to try come up with, all right, this is actually our diagnosis and this is what we think you need to do. Yeah, the genetic data is the game changer now that that's becoming cons- available for consumers. And there's 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 tons of programs now that can analyze your 23andMe data. There are so many people dealing with mental health issues, and and a lot of the times that will surface in the genetic data by looking at your neurotransmitter levels, for example, genetic mutate, and and that's why you're you're experiencing a certain mental illness, bipolar. Uh, addiction, this will show up in your genetic data and you can fix it yourself once you have the right information. Mm-hmm. It's a really exciting time where we will now have genetics, blood test, lifestyle data. That's why biohacking and N equals one, whatever the hell you want to call it, who cares? Mm. Call it becoming your own detective if you don't like the word bio. You know, some people, they get weird about that word, but whatever it is, just go figure it out. We have access to all the tests we need and find a good doc who can help you interpret this stuff. And the answer for you is out there for sure. So, David, now everyone's seen the dashboard, they've seen the numbers, and they might think, I'd like to jump on. So do you have any particular links or resources now that you'd like to share for listeners? Yeah, everybody can log in and try it out for, for 30 days. There's no charge. You can use it for free. You don't have to put your credit card in and kick the tires on it. And, uh, and check it out. If you like it, it's 59 bucks a year. So it's not an expensive product. And you have all of your, your health data in one place. We're adding in new integrations all the time. Just within the last week, we added Elite HRV, uh, Keto Mojo, and uh, working on a whole bunch of others. We, we just want to make it so that everybody can sign in and find the one or two things they use and be able to use the product. So try it out. Our mobile app right now, Gary, is in beta, so it's invitation only, but we're hoping to launch it around the August 1st timeframe, so you can try that out as well. If anyone has questions, you can just contact me, Dave at headsuphealth.com. We, we, um, we'll take all the feedback we can get, so this is my uh, contribution for people out there who, who want to, who are ready to take control of it and, and start doing the N equals one. That's why we I get along so well with Dr. Lemansky, who who you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, anyone can try it out, and um, hopefully you like it. Cool. Well, I'll put all those links in the show notes for everyone. But uh, already from what I'm seeing, you know, from your from your information today, and also when uh, Dr. Lemansky shared his screen with me after my talk with him, I mean, it does. It looks really exciting. So, if anyone who loves geeking out or has ideas about their health, this it it seems like a very cool dashboard to try out. So, um, I just want to say well, thank you so much for coming on for today. Yeah, thanks, Gary. It's it's been great, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll have another opportunity down the line. Yeah.